Zoom got you feeling blue? Well, studies are showing that Zoom gloom is a real trending issue. And as we clock in 8 to 10 hours on the screen, we are actually experiencing some emotional ramifications. So, today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, I'll be interviewing an emotional health coach who will be talking about this issue and giving us tools and tips of how to manage our emotions as we navigate the virtual world. But if you want to hear what she has to say, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hi, virtual world. Here we are today again at the Waste Up Wardrobe podcast. And we have a treat in for you today because we are, again, just like always, building a library for you to create an outstanding Zoom room. Everything from what to wear, what not to wear, to emotional ramifications of being on Zoom, which is the topic we're going to be talking about today. But before I get started, I just want to say, please put your comments in the box, ask us your questions, because we really want this to be an open dialogue. We want to give you as much value to put right into action. And before I get started, I just want to acknowledge my super awesome producer who's always here and behind the scenes, Rick Moscoso, who really has this show dialed in for us and helps with all the technology uh, behind the scenes. Um, also, I wanted to say, hi, Rick, how are you? Hey, You're sporting you, your waist up wardrobe hat. I am. I have the <laughs> swag working today. So good to be yes. here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on brand. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, also, um, today, it, today's show is really interesting because it's something that we may not have thought about. Um, being in our, you know, Zoom room set, set setting has kind of been an ongoing trend, but we haven't really thought about the consequences in every area, emotionally, uh, physically, really, and, and mentally that the way it impacts us. So today we're going to focus on how it might emotionally impact people to be on Zoom for extended periods of time. Um, we're clocking in so many hours and on on the screen and here's the thing we actually have thought about this in the past before even the virtual world was a big trending thing we used to think about um you know the ramifications of children staring at a screen for long periods of time but we never really have ex experienced um the virtual world like we are experiencing it today where a lot of people now are working from home and in the virtual room. So adults now are experiencing so many things that go into um, creating their virtual setting and um, emotional impact 
is one of them. So to help me explore this issue here today, I have a very special guest, Vivian Cobb, who is an emotional health coach. And let me just say, talk a little bit about, about uh, Vivian. Vivian Cobb began her career in video and film production, and she was in the real estate world for more than 18 years. And Vivian has a passion for public speaking, and it earned her a uh, distinguished Toastmasters and got her involved in the Rotary Club. And she's also served as a speaker for and a speaker coach for TEDx Colorado Springs. As an inspirational speaker, Vivian shares her personal stories of loss resulting in a journey of confronting her emotions and transforming emotional stagnation into emotional health. And that's what makes her a great expert on today's topic. Her passion for speaking and helping others has led to her emotional health coaching and starting her community called Emotional Safe Haven. Vivian lovingly guides her clients to confront the misconceptions about emotions, and she challenges them to view their emotions as having everything to do with how they maneuver through their lives. So please help me welcome Vivian Cobb to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so, so much for having me as your guest. Oh, it's our honor. Your um, area of expertise is really a very critical part to all the people working from home, everything that they do, because we don't understand really this, this area of expertise. There's a lot of new studies and a lot of, of new articles coming out on the emotional ramifications yeah. of staring at a screen all day. So let me start by asking you, um, just in general, what are those emotional effects that, um, that we are experiencing now um, as a community and as a world really that is working from home? Wow, we, there's a lot going on for sure. <laughs> the one of the biggest things is that it's a huge change. The way we are communicating, the way we're seeing each other, the way we're seeing ourselves, all of it is a huge change. The good news is we're kind of in it all together, this big mm -hmm. major global shift going on, but uh, it's still change and change Unfortunately, we're missing all that goodness that Vivian was telling us. But, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with her on this topic and um, and we are going to bring her in and sink her in really soon here. But uh, the main thing is that, you know, we really used to think about this a lot in terms of our kids because we used to be in front of the camera and our kids used to be in front of the camera, really clocking in way too many hours. And as um as adults and and and, uh, and uh, parents, we were trying to manage that for our children because we knew it had to have some negative effects. And so here we are in our adult world, working every day from a virtual office, and we are feeling as though uh, perhaps um, you know maybe we're staring at ourselves for too long, <laughs> maybe we are more critical of ourselves. And I actually think that um, it's interesting because as a, a, a woman. As I look in the camera all day long, really, as I maneuver with my clients and talk to them and talk in and, and conferences, I have a tendency to look at my confidence camera. And when I look at my confidence camera, I 
tend to be critical of myself. And I know that that's one of the biggest issues that Vivian will speak to because we've had this conversation and she's really filled me in on what she's been seeing in her community um, and the complaints that she's been seeing in her community about that emotional ramification of staring at a screen all day. I mean, has anybody really um, experienced that? Um, I know we have a couple people here on um, watching us live. Does anybody, can anybody relate to just that, that feeling you get where you have to constantly be checking yourself on camera? And if you do, put your question or your comment in the box because uh, we are, as we wait to sink um, Vivian in here. But the thing is, too, women and men are affected a little bit differently. Vivian, welcome back. So I was just filling the audience in on, on, on the emotional effects, like, you know, when you're staring at yourself in the camera all day long, especially as a woman. Uh, can you fill us in on, like, your experience with that a little bit? Well, I think men and women, as far as on an emotional level, both are experiencing the same feelings. But women are a great deal more critical of themselves. That's kind of a societal thing as well. We are, we have a lot more pressure on us to be more beautiful. I mean, that's a whole different <laughs> broadcast altogether, but you know, our hair, our makeup. Uh, so we are, we tend to be a lot more critical of our image than maybe men. Although, you know, I see men all the time getting on Zoom and fixing their hair too. So, so I think it affects all of us. Uh, but the pressure is a little bit more on women, definitely. You know, it's so interesting because you're right. It is a very much a, a, a traditional thing that the, the you know that woman's image is really critical, and and she's always paying attention to that. And Kristen Levine is on the on live here, and she's saying that she actually keeps a little mirror next to her um, to freshen up her her makeup between um, meetings. And she's on Zoom for almost five hours back to back, which is precisely um, what you've been seeing in your community. So uh, does it? So you know, I guess. Do you think there's any differences between men and women when it comes to this, this uh, emotional impact? Well on, well, on an emotional level, uh, probably a little bit more on women because the, we do fo tend to focus a little bit more on our image. But um, as I was saying, as I started to say uh, about emotionally, you know, as far as it being a huge change for all of us, I think men are also experiencing the stress, the emotional stress of this big, huge change that we're calling our new normal now of having to be on screen, you know, like you said, sometimes up to eight, nine, ten hours a day. Yeah, uh, I think that's just kind of a universal experience for all of us for men and women but as far as image is concerned and the and the concerns and the stress of looking at ourselves i think maybe women do take it a little bit harder uh, i doubt there's a man out there too many men i mean i'm sure there are but <laughs> too many men who have a mirror sitting next to them to to freshen up between they probably aren't that's a different reality for them that it is totally for, us, for sure Completely. Yeah. <laughs> and so some of the negative things that you've seen in your community as you've coached, um, uh, you know, some of your clients through this, what are those negative effects that you actually are really seeing materialize? Well, uh, this this new way of communicating uh, is 
um, affecting us with anxiety and increased in anxiety. And there's lots of studies as you started out uh, the podcast citing the fact that there are so many new articles about this and so many new studies. And yes, anxiety, if you are prone to these things, especially like anxiety or depression, this is going to add to that because now we are super focused on not only how we look, but how we're communicating. And it's so much harder to communicate this way. Uh, you know, when we're face to face and in person, we have all kinds of clues that we use, nonverbal cues, uh, like our body language and, and uh, our facial expressions and, and gestures and tonality. And a lot of that is lost online and we have to work mm. even harder and and it causes a lot of stress and 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 depression has really gone up um during this time as well and i, I know this has something to do with it right and um i know that you will be providing those some links to some articles um about these studies and mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to be putting that in mm -hmm. our comment box because this is something that maybe not a lot of people are aware of yet um and until you're aware right. of something you really don't think about addressing it or um of really paying attention to it so we will be putting those um links in the in the chat box that you're going to be providing for us and it's interesting because anxiety depression um and this emphasis on self-image right which to be mm -hmm. honest it's kind of interesting ironic because my work is all about self-image it's about um putting out your brand in the best light is about presenting yourself well whether you're in the virtual world or not so I want to make sure that I am clear that self-image is important, but being hypercritical, Absolutely. being hypercritical of yourself is not what we want, right? We are here to, yeah. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I love the way that, you know, I love your show, number one, but but the, the, you're right. The emphasis, we our communication is now, you know, it's kind of waist up sometimes chest up, sometimes chin up. Some people, sometimes people put their screens way too low, but uh, that really limits how we come across. Uh, and oh, this is kind of near and dear to my heart because I, I, I told you when we were talking earlier on, you know, I got COVID and as a result of getting COVID, I lost my hair. Yeah. And so this really has been a, a huge topic for me uh, on a very personal level, because here I am used to having, you know, all this hair and then and then I'm going on and, and, and I don't even feel like myself. I, I've gotten used to my shorter hair, but uh, but, you know, the those changes and they're so magnified in our face because here we are looking at ourselves for hours and and our self-image is really important but the positive thing about that was it really made me look at what the hell is really important here whether i have a full head of hair or whether i'm alive and doing well <laughs> you know right so it kind of put stuff it kind of put it in perspective absolutely and that's one of my positive yeah, well, that's one of my positives is that this is a great opportunity to, to really improve our self-image and what's really important in this yeah. in, in our lives.
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you're talking about the positive because, uh, you know, it's interesting in the in, in, in this virtual room right now, a lot of people and during this time period where in 2020, when we've been kind of confined to our uh, home offices, people have gone very natural. Actually, we've had um, <laughs> many. Yeah, many people decide not to get their hair colored. We've had people decide not to get their nails done and not to put makeup on. There's so many different variations of what uh, particularly women have done to just kind of let go of that part a little bit and then take their new normal and enhance it and make it look fantastic. Um, I am so, uh, you know, I thank you for mentioning your story. Uh, I did, it was very interesting when you talked to, talk to me personally about uh, your COVID um, illness experience I was really hit home with me because I hadn't really met or talked to anybody who had experienced um, the COVID to the extent you did I mean I know people who passed away from COVID but um, but the, the the drastic changes you know it affected your hair and how how long you were actually um, trying to get better was very interesting I think you said almost a month and a half is that accurate yeah, yeah, two months. Two months. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, so I'm, I'm so glad that you're healthy and well and that you get to have this positive perspective, right? So some yes. of the other... <laughs> Some of the other positive things, um, can you can you kind of lay out a couple of the positive things? I know you talked about just a different perspective, but what else do you think was um, is positive coming from, you know, uh, even though we are on Zoom and it does cause us to be a little bit self-critical, what is the positive side of that? Well, you know, there's always opportunities and and I'm a very positive person just to begin with. And so I try to look at the silver lining of everything. Uh, And to me, it's a great opportunity to have a mindset change Mm -hmm. Um, and to focus, don't focus on the negative things you see about yourself, but focus on the positive things. Like, Like you have a great smile or you have really pretty eyes don't look at the wrinkles, but look at what those wrinkles mean, that you've right. had a really great life when you have smile lines and, and there's, there, it's, it's about changing your mindset and, and it's a great opportunity. I mean, the whole, the whole shift in our world right now has been a great positive thing, a time of ref- self-reflection and going within and having time to do things that we never thought in a million years we would have time for, to slow down a little bit. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just a great time to refocus our energy on positive things. And yeah. we can use that, we can use our image and, and how we perceive ourselves because the truth is... <laughs> As distracted as we find ourselves when we're on Zoom and as much as we're staring at ourselves and we're trying not to, but we do anyway, everybody else is doing the same thing. So That's they're right. not really hyper-focused on us like we think they are. <laughs> they're not really seeing us pick our nose or scratch our head or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Picking your nose might stand out like a sore thumb, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good yeah, point. Good yeah. Point. <laughs> but but I exactly know what you mean because basically, you know, we are so much more self-critical of ourselves, right? And now we have this this Absolutely. this stage, this uh, platform, if you will, where it make allows us to be even more critical because we are staring at ourselves for so 
long, right? So, um, and I love your analogy when I first started talking to you about the emotions that come out from really looking at yourself all day is that it feels as though you're staring in a mirror all day, especially for women. You know, you, you look, you're just looking at your reflection, right? And you're going, oh, well, this hair is out of place and, and, and it's just not, you know, um, my wrinkles showing and all that. But the wonderful thing about this show and really my jade philosophy my main philosophy is that you know just the beauty is really yes we try and enhance our image as best as we can but it's not just about it's not about the outside it really is about how we feel inside it's about how when we put a little bit of makeup on it makes us feel inside it impacts our confidence right and enhance our features uh rather than be critical of them so this whole idea of of of, me, of you looking in this in the camera the confidence camera as a mirror was very interesting and intriguing analogy that you made um is there really a difference i mean that's my question to you is it, I, tell me a little bit about that philosophy or that thought you told me yeah absolutely yes well if you think about it a mirror is a utilitarian tool we look in the mirror not very long usually uh, to put on our makeup or fix our hair or men shave their face or whatever. We, we are doing something very specific when we look in a mirror. We rarely just sit down <laughs> in a chair and put a mirror in front of us and just look yeah. at ourselves and especially Good look point. at ourselves, com communicate or what or socialize or all this stuff that we're doing on Zoom. So it, it, it is a huge difference, actually, in in my um, in my opinion. Uh, but people I, I know for me, sometimes I'm rushing home to get on a Zoom meeting. Right. And yeah. I'm in my car and I'm driving and I pull into the garage and I run into my office and I sit down, I turn on my computer and I haven't taken the time to look at myself and go. And so the, the automatic thing is to use Zoom as a mirror. <laughs> and you see it all the time. Yeah. Sure, you see people yeah. doing this or, or fixing themselves. Um, <laughs> so, so the trick here is to remember that it's not a mirror. And, and to try and take that 30 seconds or whatever you need, like you're, like the lady that said on chat, to check yourself in the mirror, make sure you feel good about yourself, and then get on Zoom. I think that's a real positive step. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. So Kristen here, as she was, you know, she mentioned she has a mirror next to her. So she probably is doing the right thing. That's a great tip. Just have the mirror. Let the mirror be what you look into fix yourself and don't let the camera do that, which is so funny. I laughed because <laughs> right before we got into the studio, and I was putting my makeup as I look into the camera. <laughs> and uh, so I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. And it's and now that I have the awareness, because you shed light on that for me, um, I think it would be, it's going to be much more productive. And I really like the idea of, you know, keeping the camera for what it is serving, just, you know, doing your work and, and maybe just putting your makeup on, doing things that you would do in a mirror, in, on a mirror. And it exactly. really, yeah, and it really is different for men and women because, uh, like, I was putting my makeup on in the camera and uh, Rick, my producer, was was in the screen and he's like, you know, he's probably going, what is she doing? <laughs> but this is why it's so different for men. And I would just love for Rick to, to, to come on camera here and tell us, like, if he can relate to any of these emotional 
issues from a male pr- perspective. So, Rick, do you have anything to tell us about that? You know, early on when I uh, first was showing up on screen, yeah, I had the same, you know, same feelings of anxiety and 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 uh, self confidence. But you know, I thought there's a lot of people that are doing the first time that are very new, right? And so I found it very comforting because it's I I I relate to them uh, a lot better and empathize with them and then coach them through the process of being on screen and not really focusing on, you know, is, uh, did you today or did, you know, is, is there a hair out of place or, you know, am I wearing the right clothes type of thing? Cause really it's all about the messaging. And if, as long as you're confident in front of the camera, um, as long as your message is clear, concise, then your confidence through, I think you and I went through the same thing early on when you, when, you know, you were changing for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I just think it's interesting. I, I Do you think that men experience this um, self-critique uh, thing less than women? Or did you, do you feel that you've experienced that as well? I, I, I think you're right. The probably less, uh, less so than, than women. Um, because I know they tend to be more casual and we, we don't yeah. look at those things as much. You know, uh, as women do. I know when my wife, she's on Zoom a lot uh, working in the corporate world and um, she's gotten to the point where she's more relaxed and now it's just kind of kind of the thing. But I know early on, you know, it's I, I would see her make in, in the bathroom putting on her makeup. It's like, what are you doing? Are you going someplace? He goes, no, I have a Zoom meeting. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so. Let's. This is ironic because our show is all about how to show up like on point in Zoom. We've talked about makeup. So again, I guess I'll reiterate that all those things are important. But the most important thing, of course, is your emotional and mental health. I mean, you want to make sure that uh, you're not overly doing it, right? Right, um, Vivian. I think that it's just about about having that harmony, that balance. Yes, of course, you want to show up on brand. Of course, you want to show up well put together. But you don't want to make it an obsession where you're completely um, almost crippled because you're you're scared to be on Zoom or emotionally you feel so critical of yourself. Wouldn't you agree, Vivian? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, as you put it, what you're, what you're doing is a tool, uh, providing people with uh, strategies to enhance. And that's a tool, just like any other tool to feel a little bit better, but that trickles down to how we feel and perform about ourselves just in general. Uh, right. And so absolutely, I, I totally agree with you that that you don't want to be obsessed with how you look, but you do. It does help you feel a little better if you put some effort into how you look. That helps how you feel as well. Yeah, it's so interesting. This this topic really, as we continue to talk about it, it seems so layered to me, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, okay. my again, I'm going to go back to my philosophy when I um, consult women on their image. And I always one of my cornerstone philosophies is it's not just about the clothes. Yes, we're working with clothes as tool to uplift you, give you more confidence, make you feel great. But um, but it but it's not just about that it's about how taking care of your image makes you feel inside emotions are so important and so we don't want that 
that counter effect of your emotions feeling um, vulnerable? Are you feeling vulnerable to those depression, anxiety, all those emotions that can really um, bring you down and really be contra mm -hmm. counteractive to to what you want to accomplish and how you want to be successful in your career. So um, Robert Robert Kittridge is on and he's saying men experience it too, which is so interesting. I mean, what I was going to say to um, to uh, Rick uh, when he was on was that, you know, he says men don't really feel as much, but I'm sure they do at times, especially if it's an important um, meeting that they're having. Uh, but it's funny to me because in my career as an image consultant, I could be styling the most beautiful woman that is so like perfect in every way in like from a from a you know like a, a standpoint that that uh, cultural standpoint and she could be just really a knockout and she could look and she'll look in the mirror and say well i gotta lose a couple pounds but a man could be bald and overweight and look in the mirror and say i look great today it's so, <laughs> such a contra and it's funny because as women we really do emphasize so much about our um our looks about but but here at waste up wardrobe we're more about how really enhancing your features can make mm -hmm. you feel great on the inside because it's really all about how you feel and um Absolutely. and how you feel will impact um everything so let me go back to a couple other issues so like you know sometimes when you're sitting at your chair you can feel some physical discomfort and we had a whole episode on really stretching at your at your desk and really keeping your body limber and and kind of uh, well your health care for your body um, but can physical discomfort play into emotional discomfort oh absolutely absolutely of course uh, it's all connected just like the inside is connected to the outside and all the other things yeah. we're talking about here but yeah if you're uncomfortable physically that is certainly going to spill over into how you feel and how you handle things if you're having to handle life through a filter of pain then that is so going to affect how you feel about yourself, how you uh, handle your situations, how you interact with other people. It takes a lot of energy to battle pain uh, and, and that can really affect you, so absolutely. And one of the things you can do uh, to feel more comfortable, in it, especially if you're on Zoom all day long, is invest in a stand-up desk so you can not sit all day long because sitting yeah. is hard. I mean, it's hard on your body. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to be able to, to get up and down. And I just got a stand up desk. Oh my God. It is so awesome. <laughs> that's and such just, a, yeah, that's such a great tip. I mean, it's so funny that just as you said that, uh, we got a question. Uh, do you think sitting in front of a can of the camera versus at a stand up desk makes a difference? Like right, right before you said that. <laughs> there was like thoughts were flying um, and um, and you do believe that it helps. Oh, absolutely. I was in a three day uh, seminar and it saved my life that and I, I can just push the button and I can sort of rise up with it. So nobody yeah. actually really notices. But I yes, absolutely. And it helps just get the circulation going. Yeah. And and. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. If you if you've got the means to do it and the space to do it, uh, invest in a stand up desk, especially in our new world, because yeah. we are going to be at the computer for hours and days and months on end. And I think that is a great solution. 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I have, I am sitting at my desk on a sort of a bar stool level, but my desk cranks up and cranks down. So I have the option to go, you know, to stand up if I wanted to, which I think has given me so much flexibility. And I really, really like that a lot. Um, so thank you for that tip. Um, I, I will put some links in the comment box, box of maybe some stand up desks that I can recommend and also the desk that I have because you can crank that up and crank it down and it's really a great feature. Um, so interesting. The one thing that as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing is uh, Waste Up Wardrobe and my overarching company, Jade for All Seasons, it's really about really uh, living a lifestyle that is cohesive with your brand, with your life, with your emotions, everything really, all those modules of, of mm -hmm. you as a human being. So it's interesting that we have talking about the outside, the clothes, we're talking about how that impacts emotions, we're talking about how being in a virtual room impacts emotions. And, and then we even went into the physical, you know, the physical things that can affect emotions and the way you feel. Mm -hmm. So all those things are, it's kind of a holistic approach to really having, Absolutely. yeah, mm -hmm. a great, um, really a great office life, a great work life that you're doing from home. So uh, that's what Waste Up Wardrobe is about. And I'm just so thrilled that I get to have experts like yourself, Vivian, that kind of can help people, you know, um, get tools and information on that. So Robert is asking, or he's saying, I can move with my stand-up desk instead of sitting the entire time. Again, there's a testimony to stand-up desks. Um, so we talked about the emotions. We talked about how, you know, sometimes physical can affect our emotions. Technology, you know, I mean, obviously, I, at the at the top of the show, I was talking about how technology is such a huge concern with our youth, and that so many people have really um, been paying attention to that for a long time. But now we're going into this uh, arena and era where adults are now experiencing this overload of technology. Can you talk a little bit to that point? Absolutely, absolutely. On an emotional level, I sure can, and I know there's a lot of physical things and uh, out there but on an emotional level technology is overwhelming yeah. uh, it overwhelms us we think that we're on top of it and that we can multitask and we can do all these things but all it's doing is is uh, fractioning us out and distracting us and it takes a lot of effort to stay and I, I don't I know for me uh, it's, it takes a lot of effort to stay focused when I'm on uh, a virtual call because I'm very easily, oh, I could just check my email real quick or I could do this real quick. And, and the, the truth of the matter is you really can't. And, mm -hmm. it's, and it's hard to sit still. Uh, again, one of the reasons why you've actually done a show on stretching and, you know, doing other things, because it is really hard to sit still for prolonged periods of time. Humans weren't made for that. We are not built for that. And so we are doing a lot right now against just our very basic nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we have to, we have to come up with strategies to overcome those things. Uh, and I, and of course, the first thing of, helping make a change or realizing there's a problem is is saying this is a problem right. and acknowledging that it's a problem so um one of the reasons that uh, and you'll read that in the articles uh that i have provided they say one of the reasons we watch ourselves so much on zoom is because we are overwhelmed by everything that's on there and so we just sort of 
look at ourselves as as a as resting almost because wow. there's so much going on the screens and so we tend to just like comfort it comforts us to look at ourselves um and i do want to mention one of the positives though uh, yeah because we technology if we didn't have our technology right now the way we have it we wouldn't be able to be stay connected and i keep thinking back in the the flu of 18 uh, 1912 or 1918 it, it those people didn't know sometimes for months or sometimes years if they had lost somebody we and they did couldn't see their families they couldn't connect uh and we are so lucky and blessed that we can turn on a screen and see each other. It's it's kind of all we have right now. And, yeah. and it's so nice to have that option. And so we can, again, it's, to, it's about keeping it in perspective, uh, not becoming obsessed with it, not letting it overwhelm us um, because we're, you know, having all these other thoughts about, oh my gosh, how do we look? And, and concentrate more on, oh, wow, I get to connect with this person. I get to see my family. At least I get to see my family this way instead of worrying about whether my hair looks great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, again, perspective, right? And, um, you know, it's always about the silver lining. I mean, technology, we had a whole show on technology and whether it's our friend or foe. And mm -hmm. it's like anything else in life, right? You, you can use a tool for good or you can use it for something bad. Like if you're using it to self-critique yourself, then it's not really a positive thing. But if you're using right. it to continue working, to continue connecting, what a great opportunity we have in that. And it's just like you said, awareness is everything. Just being aware of not letting it consume us. And Allison Maslin was on and she was saying that this is such an important topic. And Allison um, is a, um, you know, she is the founder of Pinnacle Global Network. She is a, a mentor in, um, in the industry and she is always wow. on Zoom and always conferencing, creating big conferences and and um, and mentoring so many entrepreneurs. So she really knows uh, because she's on Zoom a lot. Uh, Tiffany uh, was that uh, was commenting that uh, Kristen's idea was a great idea to have the mirror next to you, which is something that you also reiterated, Vivian. So here. So one more like another point, how can someone minimize these effects. I mean, I know we talked about awareness and we talked about um, tools like having a mirror nearby so that we don't use the camera as a mirror, but are there any other ways to minimize um, the effects, the emotional effects? Um, there are actually. Um, you can, uh, well, like everything else in life, Christine, I think this is a great opportunity to set boundaries. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people are, are bound by their work and like people who have to do back to back meetings and be and and the camera is required to be on. Right. Uh, but you can still figure out ways to give yourself a break so that you're and what one that I read about I thought was brilliant especially if you have like the gallery view and you have tons of people on there and you don't want to keep drawing your eyes towards yourself is get a little sticky note 
and just put on your computer and cover yourself up so you're not focusing on yourself all the time. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that was brilliant and easy yeah. solution. Another one is if they don't require that the camera be on, turn your camera off and give yourself a break from that also. Or give yourself a break from Zoom call and ask if it can just be a regular phone call so you don't aren't having to have to be in front of a screen. Um, and yeah, just and, and try not to uh, book back to back meetings. Give yourself maybe a 30 minute break in between or an hour break in between so you can walk outside and get some fresh air. Yeah. So, if, I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be constrained by their jobs and maybe not able to do that. But if you do have that flexibility, think along those lines. Instead of sitting in front of your computer checking your email between the meetings, get up and go outside instead and, and figure yeah. out a different time to check your email. Yeah, and so that, that's good for your physical being, you know, just stretching mm -hmm. and keeping your body moving, and it's good for your emotions. And your, uh, I mean, uh, emotions are tied to our mental health and, and all those things that we discussed. But, Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's interesting because there's also this other concept of, of being on Zoom all the time is kind of a window into our private lives. And we have yes. um, the the those those you know um, the 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 lines between home and work are getting really blurry, and people are kind of having windows into our private lives. It's almost like you know I had a Zoom meeting with my uh, ch child's teacher, and like that felt weird because she was in my space, you know. But um, so, what are the emotional effects of that? Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Christine, because it, it, I think that's a little bit more subtle, but and maybe even subconscious. But you're right. We're again boundaries. We're totally blurring and oblivious to the boundaries to the fact mm -hmm. that somebody is now in our private space. And I don't know about you, but I have so many people show up in their bedrooms. And <laughs> just think about it. If you had guests over. With the first thing you do is say, hey, come on up to my bedroom. You, you just wouldn't say that, right? But people are letting, let you know, a window into their most private, intimate space, their bedrooms. Yeah. And that, yeah, it, 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 you're right. It has, it's made everything more casual. Even Rick said, you know, things are more casual now. Absolutely. We're blurring the lines between casual and professional. Uh, meetings are now more like gatherings. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. it's blurring all over the place. So, and and I think it causes us to be confused. At, yeah. Quite frankly, when when do you know when do we show up in our PJs and when do we take the time to put on makeup and do our hair? <laughs> yeah, and and sometimes you forget. <laughs> And you right. show and up and you're like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm underdressed. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but so that's so that is what waste up wardrobe is all about, right? It's about how to exactly. really not blur those lines, to be to set those boundaries. So Absolutely. what's remarkable about the show, Vivian, and I have to thank you for this, is that with your topic and your area of expertise has really petered out all these other um, areas and all these other episodes, it really has brought to the surface all um, a lot of the episodes and tied them in. Like, for instance, when you talked about people zooming from their bedrooms, that's their private space. That was a topic of discussion in our earlier episodes and the idea mm -hmm. of um, 
you know, uh, the, some of the other issues that came up as we were talking that tied in to our appearance and being self-critical and how we show up on Zoom. All those actually tie in a lot of the episodes of Waste Up Wardrobe. And, um, and that's why this show um, is targeted really to help people define those boundaries, to help people know Absolutely. when it's not okay to show up off brand and what it is, you know, if you're in a casual setting, if you are, you know, with your family, that's a totally different uh, platform. And, um, right. but we're still learning. I think as a, as a globally, we're still learning what is the best thing to do on Zoom and, and what's appropriate when. Um, uh, Rick is also saying, he has a question. He's saying, uh, does the ambience and location of the room you Zoom from affect your self-confidence? What do you think? Oh, Absolutely. I really do. And I, one of the things that I love about what you're doing, Christine, is, and uh, is the specifying a space. And you're right, there's a real difference between whether you're having a wine happy hour with your girlfriends. Yeah, snuggle up on your couch and, you know, have a blankie and have your your really comfy clothes on. But if you're going to be doing something professional, then you need to really put some thought yeah. into your space. And I do think it makes a difference in your self confidence because if you show up inappropriately that's what you're going to be thinking about the entire time you're in the meeting you're not going to be thinking about what you you know how you know what you need to be saying or what you need to be learning you'll be going oh my god oh my and, and now you're stuck you're stuck on camera or you know you, you don't have the time to run away and do what you need to do so yeah you need to be really thoughtful and uh and branding, when you talk about branding, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're selling something or you're representing something. Your brand could just be how you want to show up personally. Mm -hmm. And what I, do, you know, I love the fact that I have shelves behind, I, I'm not in, as you mentioned, I'm on vacation. This isn't my normal background, but I have little shelves behind me and what I like to do is put some of my favorite things depending on what who I'm talking to or what I'm trying to represent. I'll put some of my favorite things on the shelves and I'm changing it up not only for my my audience but I'm mm -hmm. also changing it up for myself because I'm seeing those things in my background, right? So I want I want to present myself in a certain way. I'll put a certain book or a stuffed animal maybe, or of a certain boss of flowers or whatever it is yeah. that sets my mood. So that's branding as well. Even though yeah. I don't have, you know, my emotional health coach poster up or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So those are, those are things that you can do to kind of show your personality in another right. way of showing your personality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, your brand is your personal brand, right? That is how you want to mm -hmm. be perceived and uh, the impression you want to leave the audience with. So um, mm -hmm. is there anything that I haven't asked you that you really feel compelled to let our audience know? Or have we covered <laughs> everything so far? I Well, I just I do want to just comment that it does take a lot more energy, I found to especially if you're an introvert and somebody i mean you and i we're, we have big personalities we're animated we you know we're out there right but mm -hmm. a lot of people 
people don't communicate that way. And so it's, it takes a lot more energy, even for us. I know as a speaker, I love to be on an actual stage because I get the energy from the audience and that really helps me. Uh, when you're on screen in a room all by yourself, <laughs> you have to bring extra energy to get that to come through. Yeah. So uh, uh, give, give yourself a break uh, with being tired because it takes a lot. It does take a lot of energy to be on Zoom all day long. Oh, my gosh. It, it just yeah. just know that and that that's normal. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to bring that up. As that's a, a as great point. That's a great point. I mean, after hours and hours of being on Zoom, sometimes I wonder, why am I so tired at the end of the day? I didn't have to drive mm -hmm. to an office. I didn't have to drive to a client. But at the same time, I feel like I am, I've expended a lot of energy. And so that's exactly right. So every episode, Vivian, we end with the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up because we really want to leave the audience with those key things that they can put right into action. It's kind of a summary of our episode. So if there's one major takeaway that you can leave the audience with, what is that? Uh, I would say take control of your environment because once you take control of your environment that trickles down to how you emotionally present yourself mm -hmm. and how you feel. So take you have control over that. You have control over your environment and 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 like Rick said and how you come across with your self-confidence, your personality. So take take some time and thoughtfulness and take control of your environment. Yeah, I think uh, you know, control is one of controlling uh for yourself, not like not as in controlling, right. but that being right. um, disciplined and 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 being aware of your environment and knowing that you are in control of what you decide and choose is such an important thing. And that, that really hits mm -hmm. on that. So how about some tips, some yes. quick tips that the audience can um, leave and take away today? Well, uh, we, 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 we talked a lot about tips during our content, but one is a stand-up desk. I think investing mm -hmm. in a stand-up desk is a really great idea. Yep. Uh, and um, just uh, taking, like I said, taking the time to, uh, one, oh, well, one tip is to take the, maybe script out some stuff so that you're not always part of the fatigue we were talking about is, mm -hmm having to come up with some stuff at the top of your head all the time or be creative or whatever. So maybe if you have some time to just bullet points of what you want to say in your meeting or how you think things are going to go so that you just sort of, again, and, and you're right, control is maybe not the right word, but just prepared of what is going to go because that way you're going to time just yeah. knowing how to be prepared a little bit. And I, and like, like we also talked about the mirror having the mirror that's a great tip that didn't even yeah. come for me <laughs> yeah but so I um that. I, that, I and thank you Kristen for that because it's something she's been putting into action obviously it's been working for her um so uh how about some tools I know we mentioned the desk as a tool are there any other tools um I know you have some articles for us um that you can offer the audience and um will you be giving yeah. us the links yeah to, well to, I think to, I think reading about it uh, give me the tools yeah yeah, I was just going to say the um, the articles uh, about there, there's like you said earlier, there's so much being written right now about this. And just knowing that you're not alone in how you feel that there's other people uh, with challenges and 
trying to figure out how to be on Zoom. Like you said, we're all learning this together. It's all new. Um, and reading about it can really be helpful. So you can yeah. say, oh, wow, yeah, I feel that way too. But I've, uh, and then, um, yeah, so that's great. Read, read about it. Yeah, yeah. These, I think these articles are going to be really interesting for our audience. I'm, I'm super interested in it. I want to go and um, and really study a little bit because I think the number one thing here is awareness, right? Let's be aware that you can emotionally get affected by clocking in so many hours in front of the screen. And so, finally, I know you have a gift for us, for the audience, and 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 the and the and you're going to tell us what that is. Um, and for those on live here that want to claim it, and we are going to leave this opportunity open until the end of the day for anybody watching a replay. Um, put in the hashtag uh, happy and shine hashtag happy and shine to claim this gift that Vivian is going to give us. So Vivian, what is the gift? Yeah. Uh, you can sign up to get my three strategies to overcome emotional overload. They're just some strategies that you can use when you just need a break and you need to like get rid of some steam or uh, just deal with yourself emotionally and that right. it's okay. Um, yeah. So that's what that's it is. great. Well, we really appreciate that. And finally, I didn't cover the takeaway. Uh, sorry, no, the action items, because we want action. to make sure we put people right into action, some easy action items they can do right away that um, won't be very hard to implement. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like I said earlier, put a sticky note over your picture if you really that's don't look one. at yourself that day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. Um, ask if it can be a phone call instead of a Zoom call if you need a break from uh, screen time a little bit. Uh, be be really uh, maybe right now if you haven't already, go find a corner in your house and set it up specifically <laughs> for your Zoom calls and hang a pretty picture in the background, stick a vase of flowers and you're done. And just just have a dedicated space so that you're not wandering around, you're not in your bedroom and, and just make that effort. Um, and because you wanna keep in mind at all times what image you wanna portray. Yeah. And that's important, absolutely. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing because that is another issue that came up in one of our episodes where we really, really uh, we're, we're cheerleaders for designating a spot for your studio. I mean, even if it's a little corner somewhere where it's stationary, it doesn't move. And you just know that that's dedicated to that. Um, and Manny is uh, she put in uh, hashtag happy and shine. Anybody else who uh, would love the downloadable strategies that uh, Vivian's going to give, please put in ha uh, hashtag happy and shine. We are going to leave this opportunity open till the end of the day for those watching the replay play. Um, and um, finally, uh, Vivian, one more thing before we let you go. How can people um, find you or reach you if they had other questions or wanted to learn more about what you do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can be reached on my website, VivianCobbSpeaking.com. Vivian, Vivian at VivianCobbSpeaking.com. They can shoot me an email uh, or reach out to me. And I'm pretty easy to find if you Google if you Google me, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> awesome. And we're going to be putting that in the comment box. We'll be putting her, con her contact information in the in the comments box. You um, support your clients with uh, their emotional well-being. And you have um, a community that you've built around that, which is um, really, um, I'm sure, serves a lot of people in really amazing ways. And there you have yes. it. <laughs> there you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Uh, your um 
takeaways, tips, tools, and action items. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Vivian, for being our guest. Um, we will be here at the same time, same place, 1130 next Thursday, where we're going to bring you our um, very, very special guest, our feng shui expert, who will talk about how to optimize your workspace for maximum maximum productivity and success. Now, it's going to be a very interesting conversation because this is a topic um, that you might not realize. Um, you're going to discover things that you've never realized before, things that might be hindering your uh, pr progress. She's going to be talking about that and shedding light on it. So don't miss it. It's next week at 1130, same time, same place on Facebook. Please join us and bring a friend. Mm -hmm.